If you got your Bibles tonight as well, we're going to start in the book of Exodus. And that's where we're kicking off tonight. And we're going to hit a couple other places. So like I said, take notes. Who knows what God could speak to your heart tonight and, and challenge you with. Um, because note takers are history makers. And note takers go to, <laughs> which is a total joke if you're here for the first time. Um, but so, but it's true. Um, so let me explain. We're, we're, we're going to the book of Exodus 5. We're going to read verses 1 and 2, but let me explain what we're about to read. So this is Exodus is the second book of the Bible. Uh, it's talking about God's chosen people, the Israelites, and they are currently in slavery. They're in slavery to who? Does anybody know? The Egyptians. And they are not free people. They're in slavery. And so the Egyptians keep them as slaves to the Pharaoh. And, and so God, what he does, he raises up a man named Moses. So here's what happened. God spoke to Moses through a burning bush. And it was really cool, but the burning, but the bush was on fire, but it, the Bible talks about how it was on fire and burning, but it wasn't consumed, which anyways, it, it's, but God spoke to Moses through that. And he tells him to go to Egypt and to speak to the Pharaoh and let him know to let my people go. If you've ever seen the Prince of Egypt, you know the story, right? You got it. You got it. So Exodus 5. It goes like this. It says, Afterward, Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, Thus saith the Lord, God of Israel, Let my people go, that they may hold a feast unto me in the wilderness. And Pharaoh said, Who is this Lord, that I should obey his voice to let Israel go? I know not the Lord, neither will I let Israel go. Notice the wording there. See, God, he's wanting to set his people free, not just so they can be free alone, but so they can be free in God. He's saying, let my people go so they can go into the wilderness and, and find me and, and hold a feast for me. And, and he, he's wanting the people to be free in God, not just to set them free. So, um, but my heart for you guys tonight is that um, you, you learn of God's promises to live a life of freedom. To live a life of freedom. So here, who here tonight, by a show of hands, um, likes to be free? Anybody like to be free? Anybody like recently turned 16 years old and you got a car and all of a sudden you're like, freedom! Yeah, Rex is. Yeah. Or you're 16 and you still don't have a car and your mom still drives you around. That's all right. That's all right. No shame in your game. But... Um, but my heart, I, I want you guys to live a life of freedom, and we're about to dive into that. Uh, I think we all love our freedoms. We all love our freedoms, and we love to be free to do what we want to do. But you need to know tonight that we serve a, a God of liberty and of freedom. So the first thing I want you to know, I want you to write down is this. God is passionately committed to your freedom. See, it's one thing to be passionate about something. But it's a whole other thing to be committed about something. It's one thing to be passionate. It's a whole different thing to be committed. I, I heard this quote um, about the other day about this generation, about your generation that said this. Uh, it says, this generation has million dollar dreams with penny-like work, worth it, work ethic. Let me say that again. It says, this generation has million dollar dreams with penny-like work ethic. 
See, it, it does, does you no good to have passion, but no work ethic. Um, God is not just passionate about your freedom. He's committed to your freedom. He's committed to you being free. So let's go Old Testament for a moment. And then what we're going to do is we're going to go New Testament for a moment. See, because New Testament is when Jesus comes. The Old Testament was before Jesus comes. And so uh, God, God and, and, and in the New Testament, God sends, um, God sends Jesus to show people freedom. In the Old Testament, God raises up Moses to lead his people out of bondage and into freedom. So uh, watch this in Luke 4.16. It says this, and I love to read this in the message translation, and I want you to catch this. This is Jesus talking. He says, God's spirit is on me. Now let me stop stop right here and say, um, God's spirit is on you as well. The spirit of God is on you as well. The, the same spirit that was on Jesus is the same spirit that's on you. It's called the Holy Spirit. And that's in your life as well. Let's move on. God say, uh, He says, God's spirit is on me. He has chosen me to preach the message of good news to the poor. Sent me, uh, sent me to, to announce pardon to the prisoners and recovery of sight to the blind. To set the burdened and battered free. To announce this is God's year to act. I love that part. This is God's year to act. That even made it on the screen. Cool. Um, (laughs) This is God's year to act. But notice he says, I'm here for the burdened and for the battered. That that they would have freedom. Let me ask you, are are you dealing dealing with things that that are... Tying down your soul? Are you dealing things that are really attacking your life? Are you burdened? Are there burdens in your life? Are you battered? Like maybe, maybe for you it's an addiction. Maybe it's, it's a thinking pattern that you've got in your life. Maybe it's a bad self-image that you've got in your life. What is your burden? How, how crazy is it that us as Christians, we, we know God... But so few of us really find freedom in God. Have you guys ever thought of that? We know God and God's all about freedom and setting his people free. But few of us really find a freedom in God. See, we know God on Sundays or on Wednesdays here at Emerge. But we go back to our bad habits and our addictions on Mondays and Thursdays. God wants you to find freedom. He wants you to find freedom. You need to know that because because of God's freedom in your life, you are not a slave to sin. You're not a slave to sin. You're not a slave to what you used to do. You're not a slave to your old past. God is passionately committed to your freedom. See, in the Old Testament, the Pharaoh, he wouldn't listen to God and, and let God's people live in freedom so, so what does God do? You guys know the story. Maybe you don't. But God sends these plagues, right? And then the plagues of, of the, the locusts and the, the flies and the darkness and the blood and the water. And even so far as to kill the firstborn. Like he does all these different kinds of plagues. And, and here's the deal. God is committed to you being free. To his people being free. See, and then in, over in the New Testament, uh, he sends Jesus 
And he, here's the deal. This is even better than a whole bunch of plagues. Like, he hung his one and only son on the cross. And by the blood of Jesus, we have been set free from all brokenness and we can live in freedom. I love how the Bible says this. It says, who the son sets free is free indeed. The Bible also says where the spirit of the Lord is, there's what? Freedom. There's freedom. Second thing I want you to know tonight is, is that God does not just set us free so we can serve ourselves. He sets us free so we can serve him. He sets us free so we can serve him. See, the reason why so many of us miss out on freedom is because we come to church on Wednesday and we're like, oh, God, I love that song. That's my jam. That's my song. Why don't we sing oceans anymore? Like God, God, or we're like, God, thanks for challenging me or, or God, it was great to feel your presence tonight at church. But Thursday rolls around. I can talk how I want to talk. I can do what I want to do. I can spend how I want to spend. I can live my life because I'm free and I've got grace and, and I've got Jesus. And, and most of us continue to live in bondage because you believe your freedom is for yourself. And you didn't know this tonight. Your freedom isn't for yourself. <clears throat> you see that freedom is you, you see we see freedom as a justification act to act. However we want. We use this to act however we want. Oh, God, God will forgive me. He's got grace. He's full of mercy. It's great living for God because I can serve him on Wednesdays and Thursdays. I can act like a demon. Like it's the best. And he'll forgive me. You know, and, and maybe he will. But God, that, that's not living a life of freedom. See, the freedom you have is a freedom unto God. See, the, the world wants to offer you a freedom that will always lead to bondage. It'll always lead to bondage. The world wants to give you a freedom that will actually keep you enslaved. But God gives us a freedom that leads us straight to him. It leads us straight to him. See, true freedom will always lead you into a better relationship with God. True and real freedom will always lead you to a better relationship with God. Watch this, Romans six, fifteen to 18. And this is Paul the Apostle. He wrote this part. <clears throat> and he's talking about the freedom that leads to, to hurt and the freedom that leads to God. And I want you to watch this. It says, so, I like that because my friend Johnny, he starts every conversation with, so. Johnny reminds me of the Apostle Paul. So, so, anyways, I don't know where that came from, but. So, Johnny, since we're out from all under the old tyranny, does that mean we can live any old way we want? He's writing to the Roman people here. He's like, since we're out from the under the under the old tyranny, can, does that mean we can live any old way we want? Since we're free in the freedom of God, can we do anything that comes to mind? Hardly. You all know well enough from your own experience that there are some acts of so-called freedom that destroy freedom. Offer yourselves to sin, for instance, and it's your last free act. 
but offer yourselves to the ways that God and the uh, to the ways of God and the freedom never quits. I love that. The freedom never quits and your and your lives you've let sin to and, and your lives you've let sin tell you what to do. But thank God you've started listening to a new master, one who commands one whose commands set you free to live openly in his freedom. That's good stuff right there. That's good right there. See, real freedom freedom isn't just saying yet. Real freedom is saying yes to God over and over and over and over again. Real true freedom is saying, yes, God, I'll do that. Yes, God, I'll do that. Yes, God, I'll follow you there. Yes, God, I'll do this. I said yes to him yesterday. I said yes to God today. And I'm going to say yes to God again tomorrow. And real true freedom is saying yes to God. I love this on down a couple more verses, verses 20 and 21 in the message as well. I, I like this part. It says, as long as you did, as long as you did what you felt like doing, ignoring God, you didn't have to bother with right thinking or right living or right anything for that matter. But do you call that a free life? What did you get out of it? STDs, bad habits, shame, depression, not feeling good enough. That's not in the Bible. That just says all that stuff. And then I love this next part. Nothing you're proud of now. What did it get you? A dead end. Man, isn't that so true? Isn't that the truth? That when we live our lives for ourselves, it get us, gets us nowhere but a dead end. How do you know the difference from a freedom that's unto myself and a freedom that's unto God? Well, I'm glad you asked. The third thing I want you to know is this. God's freedom leads to no regrets or no regrets. God's freedom leads to no regrets. Everybody say no regrets. Say it again. Say no regrets. See, when you do it God's way, you have no regrets. See, I can tell you right now, you will never, ever regret giving your tithes and offerings to God. You will never regret being sexually pure. You'll never regret serving God. You'll never regret doing life God's way, especially in the long run. See, you'll know true freedom when it leads to no regrets. How do you know it's freedom? Because you don't regret it. You don't regret it. You never regret it. I never regret doing what God's word says. I never regret doing it God's way. It actually brings more freedom to do it that way. Let me ask you this tonight, and I want you to ask you, you to ask this to yourself. Are you really free? Am I really free? Because I know a lot of us come to church, we sing the songs, we may know a few Bible verses here and there, and you may have had some great experiences with God, but have you taken that next step to find freedom? Have you taken that next step to find freedom in your life? How sad would it be if freedom was available for every single one of you and we never took it? In James 5, 16, it explains how to find true freedom. It says this, confess your sins to each other. Pray for each other so that you can live together whole and healed. See, the Bible teaches us the way we get healed from our past and from our sin, from the things that we've gone through. Is to confess our sin. 
See, most of us, we don't try find true freedom because we're hiding some secret sins. We're hiding some things in our lives. Let me tell you this. You are only as sick as your secrets. You're only as sick as your secrets. When was the last time you confessed your sins to God? Or to a trusted friend? Or to a trusted leader? My mom used to say something like this, and I, and I want you guys... She used to say these little rhymey things that would help you remember them forever. Thanks, Mom. Um, but she used to say something like this. If you mess up, fess up. So you can clean up and grow up. Thanks, Mom. She said, if you mess up, fess up. So you can clean up and grow up. See, most of us stop just stop at knowing God, and we never really confess our sins. So let me tell you tonight, this is a safe place to confess your sins. This is a safe place for that. Why? Because let me tell you this. Nobody here is perfect. Nobody here is perfect. We've all messed up. We've all fallen short of God's glory. We, and, and here's the deal. I want you to know this. Our leaders, man, we love you and we will not hold your sins against you. None of us will. We will not hold that against you. See, how amazing is it to be um, in how amazing is it to be in a believing community that is filled with God's love and God's grace? That even when you mess up, you can come to us or you can come to, to church or you can come to people and you'd be like, I messed up. And they're going to say, we all do. But there's forgiveness. There's forgiveness. If you had to be perfect to be a preacher, there'd be no preachers. If, if you weren't allowed to emerge because there was sin in your life, this would be an empty room. See, we confess our sins so our soul can be healed and cleansed. Can we have our band come back up? See, God invites you to find freedom. He invites us to find freedom. See, I know too many Christians who are addicted. I know too many Christians who are broken. I know too many people who, who are free to themselves, but they're not free to God. Let, let's think back to our story, to the Israelites in Egypt. Finally, the Pharaoh, he let them go. He let them be free. He let them move on. And they start wondering. They start going to the wilderness. And they start wandering through the wilderness. <coughs> and they're free. And they're out of Egypt. And they're out of Egypt for a while. And they're going through the wilderness. And then all of a sudden, they start out. They start it. They're like, oh, man. I wish we could go back to Egypt. You, you remember those days? TBT. I wish we could go back. I've I, I missed those things. Like, the, those were the good old days. See, but they were slaves. They were in slavery. They got out of Egypt, but they couldn't get the Egypt out of them. I wonder how many of us, we, we want freedom, but we're not really willing to let it go. We say we want freedom. But those things that, that we keep sinning, those things that we keep doing in our lives, we're not really willing to let those things go. See, God's freedom starts with you letting go of your old life, 
your sins, your mess-ups, your mistakes. That's where it begins. Let me ask you tonight, what, what's God telling you to get rid of tonight? What's God telling you to let go of tonight so you can live in freedom? Let it go. Maybe it's pornography. Maybe let it go. Maybe it's toxic relationships. You need to let it go. Maybe it's depression for you. You need to let that go. Self-doubt. You need to let that go. Anger. You've got to let that go. That doubt you have in your life, you've got to let those things go. What is it tonight that you've got to let go of?